attention, and the first book we're going to go to is Second Peter. Now we're going to deal with Second Peter, uh, uh, chapter number three will be the first book that we'll go to. To some, they would think that this was going to be a very boring message. However, this is probably the most, and is the most important message that any uh, pastor or any clergy person, lay person, can deliver. It is one of the most important. If you don't remember anything else, it's not a feel-good message. It's not one that's going to excite your spirit. But it's one that is going to help us to go down the road and make sure that we are aware of what is happening. And today we're going to talk about the signs of the second coming. The signs of the second coming. There's so much that is happening in our world today. And we need to know where we are uh, before the return of the Lord. We need to know about the signs that we need to recognize and see in the second coming. Now, one thing, one thought we want to make sure that we have is remember this always before a prophecy is given, or when the prophecy is given, that um, the prophecy, there's an uh, uh, actual event comes later. First comes the prophecy. Then comes the actual event. Now, in Second Peter chapter number 3, Father, we thank you. We bless you. Sanctify your word. Second Peter chapter number 3. And as we are looking at verse number 4, now, prior to verse number 4, remember I said that before an event takes place that there has to be a prophecy. Now, in the book of Daniel, it gives a prophecy about the second coming. Uh, it gives a, uh, a fact that Daniel was having a night vision, and he saw the Son of Man coming in the clouds from heaven. And he was given dominion and power and glory and, and, his, and a kingdom. And he was a ruler of over all nations, all languages, and uh, all kingdoms, all people from all nationalities. And then also in Zechariah, he also has a vision of the second coming of Christ. He sees the Lord's feet standing on Mount of Olives. And then right before that, he also sees the Lord returning with his saints. So the prophecy is already being spoken in the Old Testament. But some of the things has not yet been fulfilled. Now, let's look at Second Peter chapter number 3, looking at verse number 4. Sometimes this is how mankind think, thinks. Um, verse 4 in Second Peter chapter 3 says, And there were saying, there were scoffers in, in the last days, and this is what they were saying, Where is the promise of his coming? They're talking about the coming of Jesus Christ. He says, For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And what he did not understand was the timeline of God. There's a timeline. Now, I looked it up, and, and when Second Peter was written, when Peter wrote Second Peter, it was back between the year A.D. of 65 and 69. And when you look at that, when this book was written, it was written over 1,900 years ago. 1,900, over 1,900 years ago. And they were making fun. They were making fun that Christ has not returned. 
So it shows you about the timeline of Jesus Christ upon his return. Now, look at verse number 8 in Second Peter chapter number 3. Yeah, Second Peter chapter 3, looking at verse number 8. Because we've been looking at the timeline of Jesus Christ. Now, verse 8 says, Beloved, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a what? A thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. So that lets me know, by it being over 1,900 years, 1,950-something years, when this book was written, it says in verse 8, uh, it's like a thousand, one day is like a thousand years with the Lord. So this lets us know that God's timeline is not like man's timeline. We have no idea when the second coming is going to take place. However, God has given us signs of the second coming. Now, let's go to the book of St. Matthew, chapter number 24. St. Matthew, chapter number 24. We're going to look at some signs, some signs of the second coming, things that we have to be on the lookout, and some things that has to yet come. Amen? St. Matthew, chapter number 24. And we're going to look at some signs, some signs. Now, the first sign we're going to see, it's going to blow our mind because it has happened a, a couple of times, but it's yet to happen again. It's going to come another event. Now, verse 1 in chapter 24 of St. Matthews, it says, And Jesus went out, and he departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. This is in Jerusalem, okay? And he said, And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. What was happening here is the disciples were showing Christ uh, all the beautiful the buildings. The building was beautiful. The temple was very beautiful. And Jesus began to let them know that it's going to be overthrown, that it's going to uh, uh, be destroyed. And so what the Lord showed me, this event here has not even happened as of yet. What's going to happen, and this is a prophecy, and what is going to happen, because it is in line with Scripture, what is going to happen, Jerusalem as we know it as it is today, it is going to be destroyed. It is going to be destroyed. And there will, there will become a time of another rebuilding because it's been destroyed twice already. But that's going to come a third event, which will be, a, once again, a sign of the times that Christ is returning. So the, the Jerusalem is going to be torn down. That's going to be destruction. It's going to be literally torn down. The temple, Israel, everything is going to be literally destroyed. All right? This is a future event to come. Now, some people are going to say, oh, wow, I mean, it's going to drive some, some, some Jewish people crazy. But that's what the Word of God says. This is a future event. Now, verse number uh, 3 says, And he sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the what? End of the world. What is going to be the signs? 
And he's already told them there's going to be destruction of Jerusalem. The temple is going to be literally torn down. And, but they wanted to know. And verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, the second sign is the, is the spirit of deception. There's a lot of deception that is going on in the world today, okay? It's a lot of deception. But the second sign, now, we want to go to the book of Thessalonians. Now, I know we're, going, we're walking through the scriptures, but it's good that we go through the scriptures so that we will know about the signs of the second, before the second coming of the Lord. Second Thessalonians chapter number 2. I want to kind of stay close to the scriptures because I want to make sure I say what the scriptures say and not say what Brenda says. Amen. I want to make sure God's word is, is, is spoken and is written. Second Thessalonians chapter number two and looking at verse number three. Remember I tell you the next sign is going to be the spirit of deception. How many Christians are deceived today? How, how many are deceived today? Even we ourselves sometimes has been deceived. But this is also a sign of the return of Christ. Now, verse 3 says, Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed the son of prediction, which means corruption. Now, originally, most people think when they talk about the falling away, they, 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 they noted with the, the falling away of people from, from the physical body of the church. But it goes beyond that. It's, it's the falling away from the truth. It's the falling away from the, the doctrines and, and, and the teachings of Christ. It's, it's a falling away uh, and, and it's a pers- people de- departing from the faith. So many people do not believe anymore. So many people are at a place where anything goes, all kind of doctrines. The Word of God says if, even if an angel come preaching uh, uh, another gospel besides the one that has been preached, it says let them be accursed. So there's going to be a falling away, and that is, and it's going on right now where people have fallen away from the truth. They're calling good evil and evil good. Amen. Yeah, and that's what's happening. They, they, it's, it's at a place where they feel like it's okay to do wrong and, and say it's all right. And, and, and they fall back on God's mercy. But that's a falling away of the truth. You know, God's word is true. We still have to follow what the books say regardless of how our flesh feels about it. So we will see that and we do see that happening today. Now, they're departing from the faith. There are so many people no longer believes in God. They don't even believe God exists. You know, if God didn't, doesn't exist, how'd they come up with finally, after all these years, a picture of the black hole? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. See, God doesn't, we can see God everywhere. You know, we see God in creation. We see God in our lives. We, we see God in every, every situation of our life. But so many people no longer believe in the risen Savior, Savior. But he is coming back. He's soon to return. He is so merciful that he is giving us signs to prepare us so that we will be ready when he comes. Because he says he's looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. That's what he's looking for. We are his bride. 
See, there's not a gender when it comes down to God. We are his bride. A female is his bride. A male is his bride. We are his bride. And he's going to come and he's going to return for his bride. But the spirit of deception has to take place. Now, let's look at verse number 9 in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Now, verse number 9 says this. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan and all power and, and signs and lying wonders. You will see things happening, lying wonders, and it's going to ca- cause people to follow after some things. They think that it is Christ and it will not be Christ. They are lying wonders. The devil can perform wonders. He can, he's performed some wonders that made us leave Christ and go on the wrong way. Amen. And we're making them think it's real. And, and then it goes on to say in verse uh, number 10, it says, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. But watch verse number 11. 11 says, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. There will come imposters that will be speaking things, and it will be such a strong delusion. There are going to be people that's literally believing. There are going to be people that's in the body of Christ that's going to be believing these things because God's going to send the strong delusion. And they're going to believe an imposter. So, you know, uh, uh, they're going to believe a wolf in sheep clothing. I'll put it that way. And they will believe a wolf in sheep clothing. So this is another sign. So we have to make sure that we are in tune with the Holy Spirit. So when we see these signs, things happening today, that we know exactly where we are in the timeline of God. When I looked at the fact that when Peter was written, it was over 1,900 years ago, and I'm like, good Lord, how much longer or how close are we to end times? How close are we to the return of Jesus Christ or how far away? So if we're not watching the signs and God gives the signs, we'll get taken away in the flood or we'll get taken away in, the, in confusion when, before Christ returns if we do not know the signs of his return. He's, got, he's, he's showing us signs every day. All right, now let's go to the book of Revelations because I want to stick with the scripture and give it to you because there is so many signs uh, when it comes down to the return of the second Christ, uh, return of the second coming of Christ. The book of Revelations chapter number 13. The book of Revelations chapter number 13. Talking about the signs of the second coming. All right, there's, there's going to be that spirit of deception. Where people will be deceived, they will be confused, they will be falling as an apple, impostors, those that are pretending to be Christ-like or to be one of Christ, and they're not. Now, Revelation chapter number 13, verse number 1. And it says, and this is John. John, John is on the island of Panamus, uh, Panamus and, and, and he, he's been given a vision, and God shows him all things. Now, verse 1 says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea. And I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and 
ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. We're talking about a rulership. We're talking about a political government here. This is what's happening. We're not literally talking about a physical beast as in an animal, but there's going to be a, a political, it's a government thing. This is what we're talking about, these, these heads of these kingdoms, and they're wearing these crowns. Now, verse number 2 in Revelation 13 says, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, his feet was like the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now, the dragon gives them their seat and their authority. Now, and when you look in, in chapter number 12, it lets you know who the dragon is, and it talks about uh, the dragon being Satan himself, the old devil. So it is Satan that's going to be giving them this power, this authority. Now, a beast would not need a seat. It wouldn't need authority. But we're talking about political government here. Now, their power will be coming from Satan. Their rulership will be coming from Satan. We're about to see some things that is so profound and never ever we will ever uh, witness it in our, in our, I'm hoping we don't witness it in our lifetime, but if we do, we will be able to recognize the signs. So Satan is going to set them up in authority. It didn't say just, just regular authority, but they will have great authority, meaning they will have great influence. They will have great influence. Now, then verse 3 says, And I saw one of his heads as if it was wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. The destruction of a, of, of a kingdom that, that's, that one thing is so great and so mighty, it will come to a place where it looks like it is completely annihilated. It looks like it no longer will be in existence. However... There's some things that's going to happen. It gets healed. It's, I'll give you an example. It's just like this. Now, of course, we know that the United States has had a problem with all the world leaders. We, we, we do know that. We can all contest with that. Just so happened, we lose influence in, throughout all the world, and we, we're on that pathway now. And all of a sudden, we rise back to power like we used to be. So, so you got to wonder, well, where is this power coming from? Because there's some things that's going on in, in the political arena. It, it's not quite right, and it, it's, it blows your mind when you really think about what's really going on. But how about if the United States get back to that place where it used to be, where it's respected by everybody, all the global world. They're totally respected. You're thinking that, okay, they're going under. When you look at us now, you would think that we have gone under. What happens if we begin to rise back to the top again? That's a sign. That, that is a sign. Now, watch verse 4 because, see, whatever's going to take place, it's going to be so amazing that we're going to really wonder about this particular nation. Now, verse 4 says, And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. You've got to remember now, and, and, and uh, it talks about they're worshiping the dragon. We also have to understand in chapter number 12 of Revelation, it identifies the, uh, the dragon in verse number 9, and we don't have that up. But in verse number 9, it says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, 
and his angels was cast out with him. So Satan is that dragon. They call him a great dragon that, that deceived the entire world. So all of a sudden now you're going to find people worshiping uh, uh, Satan, okay? It says the dragon. It gives power to this, to this nation. And then it says, and they worship the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Now, let's look at verse number five. Let's look at verse number five. Five says, and there were given unto him. A mouth speaking great things and blasphemy and power were given unto him to continue 40 and two months. Now look at that. Verse, the, the, the A clause of, of verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things. Now, animals don't speak. So it has to be a man. It has to be a man. He was given a mouth to speak great things, not only will he be speaking great things, but he will be speaking blasphemy against God. That We're going to see that in Scripture as well. We will see that in Scripture. Now, it says, verse 6, and he opened his mouth and blasphemy against who? Against God. To blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and then and them that dwell in. So in other words, what we will see, another sign will be uh, the opposition going up against God. It'll be blaspheming God. I mean, his name and, and all of those who, who represents God, all of those who, who lives a life for God. And the opposite, there'll be great opposition against Christians. You're going to find that. I'm talking about real believers. I'm not talking about them, them fake ones. I'm not talking about them. The, those that can make a difference. Those that Satan is afraid of then what's going to happen, he's going to come up against the Christians because, see, well, we now hear that over in foreign countries where they cut people's heads off because they are Christians, we're going to find that thing coming closer to home. I, I had a friend, and, and uh, we used to travel around the world together and went to foreign countries, and, and she had gone to China. And uh, she began to talk about how they had to hide because even distributing Bibles to people, if they were caught, they would kill them. So if, whenever it gets to the point when, when the body of Christ has an influence, a great influence, that people coming to Christ, you're going to see great oppositions against the body of Christ. That's another sign. That's a sign of the coming of the second coming of Jesus Christ because they're going to be coming up against God. There's so many people now that's up against God, so many things that are happening in the world that, that is so contrary to the Scripture, and even as believers, they're calling it right. Can't do that. <laughs> I mean, God's word is true. His, his word is, is true. And then it not only says he's blaspheming against the name of God, it's a, and his tabernacle. We are his tabernacle. They're going to come up against us. You name the name of Jesus, you might as well get ready to, to do some suffering. Amen. Because the, the name of Jesus has so much power. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. We don't even exercise. We don't call on his name. We don't use his name. We don't believe that God can do what he said he can do. But let me tell you, he's a God that can do everything. There's nothing that he can do. He cannot, and God cannot even tell a lie. He can do everything. At this point, you think about the, even the weather. You think Satan's not controlling the weather. He don't have that kind of power. 
Now look at a God in one place. This is what's so scary. You may find snow in one place. You'll find sunshine in another place. And you'll find rains and storms and, and tornadoes in another place. In the same world. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, that's literally amazing. Only God can do something like that. God is trying to wake the people up. These are signs. These are signs that Christ is soon to return. And we got to hasten because I want to make sure I get get all this word he gave me. Now, look at verse number 11 because we're talking about the spirit of deception in Revelation chapter 13. Now, verse number 11 says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a what? A dragon. Interesting. Here comes another one coming up out of the earth, not coming down from heaven, but coming up out of the earth, and he has two horns like a lamb. He, he has the appearance of Christ. Christ is the lamb. So he wants to appear, but when he speaks now, he will speak like Satan. He will speak like the dragon. This is how you'll be able to, to, to know that, okay, that's a wolf in sheep clothing. That's not a true sheep because the true sheep don't speak like the wolf speak. The wolf is all about destroying the sheep. Now, it says he, he speaks like a dragon. He appears to be one way. He's an imposter of Christ. And that's why we have to be very careful because Matthew talks about uh, that will be false teachers, false prophets. And we have to be careful who we follow. If they're not teaching the word of God, if they're not relaying the word of God, the truths of God, then that's a false prophet. False prophets are not going to tell you you can live any kind of way and go to heaven. That don't work. If, that's, if that be the case, we all might as well do what we enjoy doing. Amen. And we say we're going to still get there. Amen. Now, let's, let's just continue. I want to stay with the word. Now, verse 12. Verse 12 in Revelation 13. 12 says, And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and he causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And 13 says, And he doeth. Here comes another spirit of deception. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. He is going to be exercising so much power. And that will be the wonder. That's going back to those great wonders. He's going to be performing great wonders. Things that will just amaze your mind. And it talks about how in the sight of, of, of mankind that uh, the fire will be coming down as if fire coming down from heaven on the earth. Now watch 14. 14 says this. And deceiveth them that dwelleth on the what? On the earth. Now he's not going to be deceiving uh, the, the uh, angelic beings. He's going to be deceiving those uh, that's on the earth. By the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make it an image to the beast. Now, he's going to be performing miracles. That's another sign. That, 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 that false prophet, that, 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 that political government, that, that those nations, uh, they're going to be performing miracles. 
You have to be very careful. All of a sudden people say, come on over here, come over here. All these signs are going on. All these miracles are taking place. You better take a halt, breathe, and make sure God is telling you to go. Because sometimes when, what people call them miracles, something Satan can do. Uh, there's a scripture, and, and, and it talks about how God was dealing with uh, uh, Ahab. And uh, he was going to go to battle, and he wasn't sure if he should go to battle. And so they wanted to know how could they deceive him. He said, put a lie in the prophet's mouth, and he will be deceived. See, a lot of, a lot of people that are speaking the, uh, the word of God, are speaking supp- supposedly on the behalf of God, they can have lying wonders, lies in their mouth, and have us to believe lies. Have you ever went, went you know, shopping something? That's my, my thing. But have you ever went shopping sometime and they, before you go there, you know, they tell you all these great things you can get, and once you get there, it's not that. that, that that's, that's, that's a bunch of lies. So, so that's exactly what he's going to be doing, different things. that he's, There's going to be lies. He's going to be performing miracles. You know, I have this problem too. Now, I believe, and I know God can perform miracles. I, I do know that. I, I don't have no doubt about that. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen people that was crippled walk. When I was overseas in India, I, I mean, I saw a little girl whose eyes was open. I mean, she was, had been blind from birth. So I know Christ performed miracles. I saw a little lame girl that could not walk. All of a sudden, she was walking. I, 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 I witnessed that with my own eyes. But I have a problem when it comes down to prime time TV, and all of a sudden, you've got these healers, and all they do is wave their hands, and everybody's fell out in the floor. i got a problem with that because you cannot put God on a timetable. You cannot put God's miracles on timetable. God does not operate. That's a show of man. That's a show of man. And we need to be careful. We have people running everywhere. Every, well, I'm going to listen. If you got the faith in Jesus Christ, God can hear you right where you are. He, he's a supernatural God. He operates in the supernatural. So he can do that. But, but, just, but to be on TV and all of a sudden they tell you at the end, send some money. No, no. God is not about the dollar. God is about your soul. He's not about the money. So, so he's going to be performing miracles. That's another sign. We just have to make sure that when we hear these things, we remember what the Scripture says. And the next thing it says, it's going to want you to make an image to the beast. Now, that's against God's word. God said you don't make no, no type of image uh, in his likeness. You don't do that. that. In the book of Exodus, it tells us that. He said you, don't, you do not make anything in my likeness or in or not my image. You don't do that. The only thing that's in the likeness or the image of God is man. You, you don't take a, a, a piece of gold and, 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 and sharpen it and, and make it be something and, and it be a representative of Christ. No, no, no. That, that, that's not God. We are the only likeness and image of Christ, the, the, the mankind. But here is the, the last sign. Well, no, not. Let's, let's go to Matthew 24. Hurry, Brandon. Matthew 24. Go back to Matthew. Remember now, Matthew, Matthew 24. Hmm. Matthew 24. Deception. Deception. Matthew 24. Okay. Now, this is going to be the last, the last, this book and one other book. Uh, it's going to be the last things that we're going to do. But remember now, these are signs of the second coming of Christ. And if God's will, we will, we will continue and show more signs that we need to look out for for the second coming of Christ before he comes. Now, St. Matthew chapter number 24, looking at verse number 36. 
verse number 36. That was a time that, that, that was a, uh, <laughs> a time when there were people predicting when Christ was going to return. Well, that's contrary to the scripture. Now, uh, Matthew 24, verse number 36, it says this. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, nor not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now, if the scripture says that as the day and the hour when Christ is to return, no man and no angel in heaven that that's resides there with the Father, none of them know how is it that we have movements and then we have people talking about, you know, I think it was a few years ago, you know, this is going to be the day that Christ is going to return. That's contrary to what the Word says. So when you hear that and you see that, that is another sign because nobody knows the day nor the hour when Christ is going to return. The Bible says he's going to come like a thief in the night. So that means we better be ready because nobody sits up all night uh, 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 making sure the thief don't break into their house. Now, he, a lot of times he break into the physical house, this house, and that's because we open the door and let him in. <laughs> we open the door and let him in. But he, here he says, nobody knows the day nor the hour, nor, no man nor the angels. Now, look at verse 37. Here's another sign. It says, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be, as in the days of Noah. But as the days of Noah, as they were, okay? This is how the coming of the Son of Man will be. Verse 38 says in Matthew 24, For as in that day there were, that was before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And verse 39 says, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall it be, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. So we see here another sign will be just as it was in the days of Noah. Now let's go to Genesis, in Genesis chapter number 6, and let us see about the days of Noah. Genesis chapter number 6. Genesis 6, because this is what we are witnessing now, and it's going to be even worse. Genesis, chapter number 6. Genesis chapter number 6. Genesis chapter 6. Are we there? Looking at verse number 11. This is what we see now on earth, the same thing as it was in the days of Noah. We want to deal with the next few verses here, beginning with verse number 11 in Genesis chapter number 6. Verse 11 says, The earth also was what? Corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with what? Violence. The earth was corrupt before God. That means the people, not the physical earth, but the people that makes up the beings that makes up this domain, that they were corrupt. And it was filled with violence. Think about our nation, our world today. It is literally filled with violence. Filled with violence. I mean, 
I saw this thing, and still I cannot even comprehend how you can get out of a burning car and leave your one-year-old daughter in the car running from the police. I mean, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I I, I don't understand that. I don't understand. You're, You're tossing out drugs out of your car, and then all of a sudden it's on fire, and you forget you got a child in the back seat. I, I don't understand that. I mean, unnecessarily killings, killings everywhere. They are literally finding bodies everywhere, remains everywhere. There's been violence, a man against man, bloodshed against bloodshed. It's like there is no value for life. I mean, it's total violence. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Lord returns. We're living in times of Noah. These are some things that's going on. And, and it, it just, it blows my mind. I, I, it's, you're not even safe anymore in your own home. I mean, you're not even safe going down the highway. I mean, stray bullets, people, a young man dropping a five-year-old child uh, three stories in a mall to, to his, almost to his death. That's insane. That's a violent mind. I, I, I do not get that. I, I, I don't understand that. How can that be? How can there be no concern? I mean, nothing that they would just literally destroy another human being as innocent as a child. I, I don't get, but, but God says now the earth was corrupt. So by it being corrupt, that means those things that's on the earth is corrupt. Mankind is corrupt. So these things should not alarm us as believers. As believers should not alarm us. Now, verse number 12 says this. Verse 12. We got one more verse after this. Verse 12 says this. It says, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. Now, God is looking. God is watching. God sees what's going on. Never think that God does not know what's going on. God doesn't have to wake up and say, oh, this happened. No, no. He sees. He made, he made this creation. He made this universe. He made the worlds. He sees everything that is going on. Everything. And he sees that our world is corrupt. Whenever you take God out of everything, what else do you have except corruption? When you take God, when they took God out of school, what do you see? Nothing but violence, nothing but shooting, nothing but killings. When you remove God out of, even out of your own life, you've got nothing but total chaos. You can't remove God. And so God, God is looking. God sees. Do not become dismayed about what you see. Just know that God is still sitting on the throne, not only in heaven, but he's sitting on the throne in your heart, and he sees what's going on. He sees that the world is corrupt. He gave earth, the Bible says in Psalms, he gave the earth to man. And look what we've done with God's earth in, in, the, in the hands of man. We have made a mess, don't you think? We have made a mess of the earth God gave us. He said he's given it to the children of men. That's what he said in his word. He said, I've given the earth to the children of men. And we have literally destroyed this thing called earth. We've destroyed it. Now, but he sees then he says, for all flesh hath, uh, had corrupted his way upon the earth. All flesh. 
so much corruption in mankind. That's why the Bible talks on the two roads. There's a road that's wide, that's broad, and it says there's going to be many travelers there. But then when it talks about there's a straight and a narrow road, well, that straight and narrow path, it says there are only few travelers there. That's scary. That's scary. That on that straight and narrow, that, that road is so narrow, so straight, we have to be careful how we walk. And I want to make sure I'm one of those walkers <laughs> along that straight and narrow road. I want to make sure Brenda is one of those. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else. Everybody else has to choose for themselves. But for Brenda, I want to walk the straight and the narrow. And I need God to help me walk the straight and the narrow. Because when it talks broad is the way and many are going that way, I ain't trying to take that path. Because it says that path leads to destruction. So we have to be careful what road we're taking. If you look at... Look at how so many people are going in certain directions, and you've got a few people that's really trying to live for Christ, that desires to live, uh, as, as this word came last week, about holiness. You know, without holiness, no man can see God. We have to, we have to live holy, and we need God to help us to live holy. Now, watch verse 13 in Genesis chapter number 6, when it talks about and all flesh has corrupted, corrupted itself. And then 13 says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. The earth is filled with violence through them. Talking about all flesh. That's how the violence comes through mankind. And then he says, And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. You see, the, 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 first, the first earth uh, was destroyed with a flood. Then he talks about the, the second time around, it's going to be with fire. So we have to make sure that we're recognizing the signs of the second coming of Christ. Whereabout in that timeline are we? I can't say. Because if Peter writes, and it's been 1900 years ago, or 1950, 1950-some years ago, I have no clue where we are now in that timeline of God. We might be closer to the end than what we really expect. So it's time, time that we get ourselves where we need to be because we don't know when he's coming back. And he's coming back. That's a promise. It's been prophesied, and that event is going to take place. He's going to come back, and he's coming back for his bride. But he's also coming back with vengeance because there's going to be a battle. It talks about in Jerusalem, and that's going to be a, bat- be a battle. Zechariah talks about a battle that's going to take place uh, in Jerusalem. I mean, God's going to be leading that battle. So we've we, we got to make sure that when we see all these things going on, and by the way, that's what's over there now in Jerusalem is false anyway. That, that's not, those are not the real Jews because the Bible says he scattered them throughout all the world. He scattered them. And then he's going to start back regathering. And when you see the regathering of the true Jews, when you see the regathering, that's when you know, okay, he's, he's, he's very near. He's going to do that from the north, east, south, and the west. Now, let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. The second coming, the signs of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray, I pray that you're able to receive something from the word. 
And I pray that the word brought not only a reverence for God, but a desire to, to know more about him and live for him.